Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's okay. So basically, so you're 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 not washed. You're filthy right now. You're doing the podcast. No, I took I took a shower. Just part uh, of the reason why I'm half an hour late. Well, if it makes you feel better, um, I also smell because I've worked out the last three days and have not showered. Yet. <gasps> Ew. Yeah, I've been. That's real disgusting. Busy. That it's is gross. really gross. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I'm in, <laughs> I'm married. Who am I supposed to impress? <laughs> well, True. it's not a question of impressing. You're living with the woman. That's yeah. Fine. You're getting like, the sheets all smelly. Yeah. Like, I mean, the just chairs that you sit in. Yeah, exactly. The upholstery, man. Think of the upholstery. Yeah. <laughs> Think God, of the poor upholstery. Why the word? <laughs> Think of the upholstery. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. The upholstery. I want to point out that Warren reminds me of Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. I don't know. Why? I just did it. I just it just do. Like, just then when you said upholstery and you sounded panicked, it just made me think of Rabbit. I've been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts. Okay. But he's so neurotic. I'm not yeah, neurotic. We... Hello? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we both get really quiet. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> That's okay. Tony is basically, like, an angry Eeyore. So. Bad. <laughs> If Eeyore was constantly agitated. I am like, agitated a lot. Yeah. He's like in a constant state of agitation. That's okay. I'm a, I'm Piglet. Like. <laughs> constant anxiety. All right, I'm ready when you guys are. Yeah, let's do this. Hi, everyone. Thanks for dropping by. My name is Kristen Ashley, and this is The Division, Frightful's podcast dedicated to women's wrestling. Bi-weekly, I'll be joined by a rotating pool of panelists to discuss women's wrestling news, matches, debate topics, whatever happens to be most relevant for that particular episode. Uh, today, I'm joined by two panelists again. Uh, first, he's everywhere. You know him from his recaps and predictions on Fightful and his YouTube channel, so aptly named after himself, Mr. Warren Hayes. Say hello, Warren. Hello, Warren. This is becoming, it's becoming our bit, so, you know. 
my second and much cooler panelist is Anthony Suter. <laughs> Anthony is one half of Smart to Death. Uh, it's a weekly podcast dedicated to bringing viewers wrestling news and unoriginal Bullet Club t-shirts. <laughs> Anthony, say hello to the audience. Hello, audience. Both are the worst. <laughs> Similar to every episode that we've had, we'll discuss a few news stories that have stood out and or need dissecting, and then we'll preview um, some stuff for upcoming pay-per-views, as well as talk about a few televised matches. Uh, so we'll get started. Uh, our first news story, it's not really news so much as our aftershock of uh, Royal Rumble and then the NXT TakeOver. Um, you know, I... So let's start off by like the biggest topic I think that came out of this, at least for me, was did we get an intergender uh, introduction? What do you think, Warren? Uh, well, they're definitely trying something out. You know, there were a lot of here's what I think the um, the the how it worked out in during that day in WWE. You know, there were rumors, very, very strong rumors that they were trying to get either Roman Reigns or The Rock right to show up mm-hmm. at the Rumble. And obviously it didn't happen. Uh, they were off filming a movie together, <laughs> but it, it didn't work out. So I, I really do think they were like s- s- running around trying to find like the perfect shocking surprise, you know, to do something that would get people talking. If you can't get the rock, how are we going to get people talking? And pretty sure someone was like, well, why don't we throw Nia into the uh, into the men's rumble? And she starts eliminating people. I'm pretty sure that's what it, that that's that's how it came to be. But mm-hmm. uh, listen, d- despite how it was, uh, how it came together, how it came together, that's what we got. And yeah, you know what? We actually did get intergender wrestling because we got people performing moves on people on the of the opposite sex, and it was pretty thrilling. Despite the fact that it was Nia Jax, it was still very thrilling. <laughs> Well, you know, and I've said, honestly, I mean, Becky, so Becky Lynch is the man, right? But I think if you're not going to put Becky Lynch in there for obvious reasons, then you need to put somebody like Nia Jax. She's really the only other choice from the main rosters, in my opinion. She's large enough. She, you know, everybody hates her, (laughs) universally hated. So no one's going to throw a fit when, you know, she gets RKO'd. Um, She's the only other option besides you know fan favorite uh, in my opinion uh what did you think about it anthony yeah so i'm glad that you mentioned the size because wwe is playing this angle right now that they want to give the fans what we want and there's a good portion of wrestling fans that are interested one way or another they're interested in intergender wrestling and they have a unique ability right now with with naya that they could put her in the spot because it's it's easier for people that may not be sure if they like or they support intergender wrestling to see a woman like Nia go in, mix it up with the men. Uh, you don't, you know, stereotypes maybe that you think of is like women shouldn't be in the same ring. It's easier with Nia because she's strong. Um, she showed that she belonged in the same ring as, as those men, I, I think, 100 percent. Mm-hmm. Um, so her taking an RKO, her taking a 619, um, you know, her taking a super kick, it doesn't appear to be anything that's weird i think because they do have this unique ability with her so uh, i i think it was a test to see how the crowd reacted to see if there'd be negative uh, mm-hmm. backlash on social media and from what i've noticed on on at least on my corner of social media i don't see that anybody 
really had a lot of issue with it other than it's Naya and people just don't like Naya. But it seems to me that people were really like, hey, you go, girl. That's awesome. I'm so glad you're getting to see this. And as a fan of intergender wrestling myself, I thought it was great. WWE tested those waters. And I think it's interesting if also that they that they did it without, um, for lack of a proper word, emasculating the male opponent either. Because the last time we really saw this type of stuff happen was with James Ellsworth. And James Ellsworth was, you know, really reduced to being, you know, such a non-man you know, in the eyes of wrestling fans that it was just, it just made, you know, it made sense for him to be beaten up by a girl, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas here there was no, there was no depreciation. Like she tossed um, Mustafa Ali out. She Mm -hmm. tossed Dean Ambrose out, you know, it's like, uh, and, and yeah, she eventually, and she ate the RKO, you know, it's like, they, they, she, she was really put in there as an equal you know, with equals, and that's what I really found was super interesting in this situation. They didn't try to downplay, um, they didn't try to, to 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 bring down the masculinity of the men in there. I'd actually say that they made her look stronger than the men because yeah. she had to take all of those finishers to be taken out. They booked her the same way they would have booked her in the women's rumble, where she would have needed multiple people to take her out, and I thought that was the coolest thing, like. Just because she's in there with men, they did not treat her as anything but a force of nature that had to be dealt with in the way that she was. I thought it was great, and it made her look real strong. Yeah, it had the weird effect of making me like her more. Mm -hmm. And I think... (laughs) Well, whatever. I think, uh, you know, I think, too, that, you know, you say that the men weren't emasculated, which she didn't look bad either. You know, like, she didn't look like she was sort of playing some part look like she was actually wrestling oh yeah and and the issue that i've always had with naya is that wwe doesn't have anybody in the women's division to match her physically you know like her strength is it's just all unbelievable like you have to put four women against her to make it believable that they're pushing her out so you know it it fits i don't think there was any other choice and you know there's going to be a lot of we intergender wrestling talk later in the program so I don't want to spend too much time on it right now but you know it was really exciting and it felt like a really big moment and you know (laughs) WWE has a a way of giving us these these feelings and these moments that feel huge and then they squander them later on Mm -hmm. but um at least at the moment it felt like we were seeing history and that's I mean that's something you can't take away from any of them that were in that ring at that point and, and how do you get Nia Jax the heat that she so rightfully deserves besides punching Becky is by throwing out Mustafa Ali. That was perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now let's, let's talk about Ronda Rousey and her promo botch. Oh, my God. Everything that Ronda Rousey says is just garbage. It's trash fire. And uh, in particular, I believe it was the Raw after Royal Rumble. Um or maybe the next one, I can't remember. But she she wants to do an open challenge. And uh, basically to show that, you know, if you're not willing to fight for your dreams, what are these dreams? Whatever whatever was written on a cocktail napkin before she came out. And, <laughs> <laughs> and she comes out, and the crowd hates her. It's so electric, and you can feel the heat and the disdain, and she can't finish a sentence. She's, she's stuttering, she's mumbling, she gets mad. 
um, goes off script clearly and gets very pissed off. And then here comes Bailey to save the day to basically say, oh, I'll answer the open challenge that you didn't get a chance to announce yet. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think about Ronda Rousey? Do you think that she's circling the drain here? I mean, they put so much money and effort into her and it seems like they just cannot win. They can't win. I love that you said circling the drain. <laughs> like, I love that that's what you need for it. Uh, Rhonda's promos have been awful. Like, you know, we're, we have, we talk to each other all the time. I could have swore that she's botched so much. She's actually just trying to read like what I typed to you guys. Cause I have so many typos all the time. And <laughs> awful. But nothing. She's it's so weird to me because she is this woman that clearly has a presence about her that she should be, you know, tough and should be hard to beat. But she comes out and she like demands respect and then her voice and what she's saying, you can tell she doesn't believe it. She says weird things like, let me skin you like one of my cats, Sarah. And like uh, nothing. Uh, rabbits. Answer. Rabbits. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think Rhonda wants to skin her cats. I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> wow. What a thing. Shout what out Sean Ross Sap. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah, I you know, I'm I'm Rhonda's nothing for me right now you know like i don't i don't believe her she's been pushed to the top and she's like opposite roman for me she got she's gotten more intense booking but she can't handle this moment like this this moment being champion in the wwe with a massive crowd around her where she has to talk and be endearing ronda rousey the human and the character are not endearing people um so it's it's a rough spot for her i think and i'm not i'm not a fan right now she's circling the drain as chris (laughs) Um, as you know, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of Ronda Rousey's uh, development in WWE for someone who started uh, late last year. And I, I'm a broken record. I know. But for someone who started <laughs> in March last year, it's crazy how much she's taken up uh, wrestling, how good she's become, how she's always trying new stuff out. I found I find that her 2019 has been very uneven, not and her in ring work as well. Um, but you know you you can still point to some bright spots like she's she still manages to get great matches out of Nia Jax, like fantastic matches out of Nia Jax. And but in the case of her promos, I think we should have all seen this coming because. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of the rumors of whether she's, you know, it's Paul Heyman that's writing for her or not, or that she has direct input into it, we should have seen this coming. And because she relies too much on the script. Now, I know it's WWE and you're supposed to rely too much on the script. But what do you do then when you have an audience who becomes hostile and starts heckling? You don't choke. You don't stop. You keep going. You try something else. You don't let them show, you don't show weakness because they're going to get worse, you know? And and this is the main disadvantage of her having started so, uh, having been put in this position so quickly with so little experience. Look, if you spend 10 years on the indie circuit working, uh, working shows where there's 20 people in the audience and you have three drunk guys who keeps shouting shit at you while you're trying to cut your promo, well, you learn how to deal with hecklers. You know how to deal with it. Here she had, like, what, 12,000 people chanting Becky, seeing that she it's getting to her, 
So they just ramp it up. She she just lost it. Like she didn't know what to do. She froze. She paralyzed. And that that's just complete and total inexperience that's shown right there. Yeah. And I think I think what's really interesting as sort of like the psychology side note is that it's very clear that she wants the audience to like her. She mm-hmm. wants to be liked, like for real liked. But- and and you can't you can't do something professionally like that and expect every single person to like you and then like actually take it offensively. Like, I mean, personally, when they don't, you have to, you have to put on your, your job face. This is a job and move forward. And it's just this weird dynamic because why would you expect anybody to like you coming in like that? Um, And you just have to roll with it and you have to figure out what to do next. I mean, we've seen John Cena in this position many, many times you know, where he, where he's being booed out of the building and then suddenly, oh, just, you know, he starts flashing a couple of heel, just a, uh, he's not going heel, but, you know, just a couple of mannerisms where you're like, oh, but that's experience, right? That's just, mm-hmm. that's just experience and understanding what you're doing. Well, and it's blinders, you know, yeah. like yes. everybody hates Karen Corbin, but I, I, I wrote an interview like months ago with him uh, for Wrestling Inc. And he talked about how, much he loved being hated he mm-hmm. loved it and he just like you know he went in just like everybody else like oh whatever you you put me in a part that you want me to be in and i'll play it and then he started to embrace it and really just was like he would say things off camera to get people going because he wanted that and he wanted that motivation and i thought like that's it's like an actor like he he's method acting yep. and she just needs to put on those blinders but she I won't think- I think it's, I think it's interesting that you guys brought up like we all brought up someone, right? That that does well. Like Baron Corbin, you could argue Baron Corbin is is maybe the best on the roster right now at dealing with a, a hostile crowd. Yeah, he's very good at it. John Cena, what you know, he's one of the best mic workers maybe to ever go through WWE. He's very good. And Roman, uh, which I brought up, which well, while he wasn't great at working the mic, he was very good at not letting the crowd phase him. Um, you know, like the, the biggest memory is the night after he beat the undertaker, he came out, let them keep booing, made that they're in, y'all are in the palm of my hand. And then, you know, said what he said, dropped the mic. But those three guys, I feel like it's very clear. And even with, with, with women, you know, Bailey, Bailey can handle a crowd fairly well too. And she's not an excellent mic worker. I, I think that the passion for wrestling is, is there for these people. And maybe it's not there for, for Rhonda. And she mm-hmm. wants to be like, she wasn't liked in UFC. So I don't know why she you know, in WWE, but uh, I just think that maybe they have the passion and she doesn't. She thought that this would be somewhere she could go where she could be liked and redeem her image uh, to popularity, you know, to, in, in pop culture, but she hasn't. And uh, I think that's evident. Yeah. And it's, it's really evident, you know, uh, one of you argued that she carries Nia Jax and I think it's the exact opposite. I, <gasps> I think, yeah, I, I know. Trust me. I think everybody that fights Rhonda carries Rhonda and makes her look better. Um, the four horsewomen, every single one of them has carried Rhonda. And now that we're talking about it, you know, Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch carries her and makes her promos better and didn't even have to say a word to do it. No, she just made looks. She just yeah. did. She looked at her the same way all three of us are looking at her during a promo. <laughs> the whole crowd. Yeah. Um you know, and, and, and Becky Lynch doesn't have to say anything ever. Um, and I, I kind of want to get off Rhonda because she just gets me heated. I don't. 
Like, just bye, bye. And there was that scare that she was going to leave. I was like, cool, later. Yeah. You know, like, I don't have any emotional attachment to her. I don't care if she comes or goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk Becky Lynch, because I am so confused. I'm not very good at kayfabe. And it's hard for me to follow storylines. Uh, or as kafabe, as us three like to call it. Um <laughs> Because I am really stupid and I had no idea that it was kayfabe. I thought that would be too easy. Um, what is going on with Becky Lynch? Is she really hurt? Is it a work? What are they doing with her? Somebody tell me. Help. It's, it's, a, it's a recycled storyline, right? Like this is like we've seen this with Stone Cold and Vince McMahon. And now we're seeing it with Becky Lynch and, um, you know, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. Uh, you know. So, yes, I'm calling Triple H, Triple H, McMahon. Um, yeah, I mean, we're seeing the same thing, right? Like, this is what they do when they have a, a character that can work really well as a tweener. You you have them be injured. We've seen this with Roman as well. It's just it's just a recycled storyline where you see where it's going. But it keeps heat with Becky. It keeps, you know, it keeps the crowd behind her. It, it's confusing, but I, I think that it's, I think it's good booking. I don't know. What do you think, Warren? Um, <clears throat> your boy Sean at Fightful uh, has said a couple of times that the uh, has said that the the injury is a work. It's entirely a work. She's being kept off of house shows, but it's part of the storyline, and it's it's just good storytelling at this point. So it's all a work. She's not really injured. There's even some people who tried pointing out that she wasn't working the right leg this week, which was which wasn't the case. But anyway, um, the um. She's um, yeah, she, no, it, it, Tony is uh, has it exactly or <clears throat> Anthony has it exactly <laughs> spot on here. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he it's it's stone cold. You know, if we go back to the original days of Stone Cold Steve Austin, as he started building his feud with Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon would be in the ring and was this affable, very nice owner type he wasn't mr mcmahon full-blown he was just like you know steve i'm trying to reason with you and stone cold would just flip him double birds and uh kick to the gut stunner and that'd be that you know ultimately the thing is is that steve austin made created vince uh, mr mcmahon ultimately because austin wanted to do things his own way didn't trust vince despite the fact that Vince was just like, look, I'm just looking out for your best interest. This is exactly what's happening. And it's not only happening with Stephanie, it's happening with Triple H. And now I think they announced for for, for Monday that they're having the, the... Becky Lynch is being invited to Raw by the entire McMahon family. So they're still pushing this on. They're still making this happen. They're, you know, trying to portray the, the McMahons as... You know the the you know the okay uh, we're, you know we're the, the the good bosses, but no one wants really the good bosses. They want to. It's the same thing. They want to live vicariously through Becky. You know who's been kept down. Who people want to cheer for. It's like oh no, they're doing it again. We're behind you, Becky, because we don't want this to happen again. Kind of thing. Yeah, it's just it's all very confusing because usually there's some sort of end game. And it's like, <laughs> well, I, st- I still see the end game. Like she's oh, main, ev- she's main eventing with Ronda, right? And I, do- and I don't think Charlotte's going to be thrown in. I really don't. You don't? No. I I totally see it. I, I honestly other, think cause, that 
because the question is, sorry to interrupt, but the question is, what do you do with Oscar? Who do you feed Oscar then? Well, and that's just, I mean, I was getting to that too, right? It's, oh, sorry, sorry. Where, that's okay. It's where is Oscar? Um, all I've ever heard of, of Oscar since she's won mm-hmm. the title is that she defended against Charlotte at some live event. But I, where is she? Why wouldn't you have your title holder on TV weekly? I'm, I feel very bad for Oscar because everybody was so excited. It's now like, oh, cool. You know, he's got this cool triple threat. It was a really good fight. Everyone, like, I'm totally okay with her winning. Finally, they're going to do something with her. And then they don't. I forgot um, she was champ. Right? I, I truly, I truly did. Um, until this moment. It's just not something that's in the forefront of my mind. Like, I'd, if I had to really think of it. But, yeah, you're right. I, what are they doing with Asuka? Right. Well, they haven't, um, done, they haven't done anything since Royal Rumble. Yeah, and they don't have a scheduled match for her for Elimination Chamber either. No. Not yet. Um, so, I mean, Elimination Chamber, I think, will give us probably a little clearer picture about, hopefully, I don't know, the, the matches besides the tag team matches seem to be kind of thrown together. But uh, hopefully it gives us a clearer picture. Um, I'm kind of concerned about NXT. The next takeover is not until WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, they, they seem to be pushing Io Shirai quite a bit. I've mm-hmm. seen her winning a lot um which is awesome mm-hmm. i'm excited for it mm-hmm. but the question becomes uh are we keeping baszler as a champ and it was belair like a placeholder or is she going to continue running for this as well they haven't had a whole lot of women's matches since uh takeover phoenix so i mean what's going on what do you guys think I can, I can jump in here. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, I, I, th- um, right now. Okay. So, so on the, on the last edition of NXT TV, Io Shirai pinned Shayna Baszler. So that's mm-hmm. a big thing. And, and I think that in NXT logic that, uh, well, it should be in wrestling logic everywhere, but especially in, you know, like in NXT logic, you pin the champ, you're next in line kind of thing. Like it, mm-hmm. it makes absolute sense. But you could see at the end, like Bianca Belair, you know, she was, you know, she was celebrating, you know, she was like, yay, you know, but she was very, very half-hearted about it, right? It was like, you know, look, you know, look, look at look at the two the two uh, best uh, Japanese buddies here celebrating and having a good time. I'm not sure I'm into this right now because technically, like, I should get a rematch kind of thing. So, um, I... I I am entirely 100% okay with them holding uh, with them having Shayna hold the title until um until the next takeover because Shayna is the person you chase. She's yeah. the she's the chasee, she's not the chaser. You go after her. Um as far as uh, as far but you see since we have such a long strip still of time why not have this mini feud or this this side feud between Bel Air and Shirai and see where we go with this? Have them fight. Give this feud a, 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 some stakes to it, you know. And mm-hmm. we, you know we've we've mentioned in the past and on this show, if I'm not mistaken, that we'd like to have more women's matches in NXT. NXT is the bastion of the WWE's women's evolution as to where we where we. Uh, where where it's landed now, 
the you know the stars that we love and that are pushing it forward this is where it all germinated really um so why 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 is the women's division taking such a back seat so give us storylines that have to do with stakes that aren't that don't necessarily involve Baszler all that much and I think it's okay I think it's I think it's good and yeah let's put let's push Shirai to the moon here let let she could be the one to finally dethrone Shayna before she goes up uh before she heads up onto Maine after Wrestlemania yeah I think the I think the plan for Io Shirai is for her to be that person. I do – before I seriously talk about this, though, I want to point out that Warren is the only person I know that would use the word germinate to talk about the seeds of NXT, like the women's division. Be- Who does this? Who does that? I, I, I write my own stuff. What can I say? You're like a biology teacher and also a thesaurus. It's so yeah. He has a he has com just sitting open. He, he wrote thesaurus.com. You know, see, I understand. <laughs> I understand most of uh, most of Ronda Rousey's promos. So, that explains it. I thought that after after Bel Air lost at the Takeover Phoenix, and you know she she's not undefeated anymore. She had her one loss. Um, I, I thought that she was going to take a back seat in the women's division. That that's truly how I felt about it. I. I don't think that she should. I mean, they, they put a lot of investment in her, and then she, the way she lost looks like someone they want to keep strong. But uh, you you have something with Io Shirai that, that is different, I think. She'll truly get over with the crowd. She's very skilled. Uh, she's also been been injured, and she, if I, if I remember this correctly, uh, there was issues with her coming over to NXT because of injury in the first place. So someone like that, you probably want to get pushed as much as you can. Um, and, and that's that's how I feel. I felt like her showing at... Uh, the Royal Rumble, I, I thought, you know, I don't know. I, I'd like to see her on, on the top of NXT, and I, I think she is going to be the person that beats Baszler. She's a great baby face, and great baby faces are the ones that need to go over the big bad monster heel. I think she's had an issue. I think she's had an issue of um, getting used to WWE style, you know, like a, yeah. like transitioning from from Japanese style over to, to WWE. But I I think it's really, really smart to have paired her, make her work with Kyrie Sane, because mm-hmm. Kyrie is like she she works WWE style seamlessly now. She's she knows how to work the crowd. She knows how to get it done in the how to how to. She's adapted her style to the ring. That's what I'm trying to say to the WWE ring. Um, uh, I think it makes perfect sense for them to have put Shirai in in a program with her as a tag team because mm-hmm. she will be able to help Shirai transition more easily. Yeah, the camera work is way different in WWE than it is in stardom. I mean, they don't, I don't know that they even really have a camera that they, you know, have to work a hard camera or anything like that in stardom. So yeah, it's definitely something that she needs yep. um, some time with. Yeah, and I, I mean, I really, I really, I really love Baszler. If you're listening, Shayna. Yes. But um, <laughs> I, in this in this case, I'm okay with her dropping it soon because um, then that just, like confirms our hopes and dreams that she's moving up uh and that i just really is it hopes and dreams or fears <laughs> no, no. Hope, for me hopes and dreams for the women's division fears yeah, yeah they fear not I, me <laughs> i just hope i just hope they use her well that's the only thing but i think i think it, they will because Shayna's is such a beast she's a monster yeah she's amazing but then right, we, we were, spent... but but then we were all sure that Bailey was going to be the female John Cena, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Could do that. 
Uh, okay, we spent a lot of time on this this topic, so let's just move on. Uh, so Thursday we had our All Elite Wrestling second rally uh, in Vegas this time. Double or nothing. Uh, let's talk about signings and maybe question mark signings. So uh, official signings that were definitely announced for women. We have Kylie Ray, uh, who I just love her. She's Smiley Kylie. I mean, she's amazing. Um, I have been pushing for her to get signed, like, since I found out about her. She honestly main events almost every single show she's ever in, and that is over men. Uh, I went and saw Zello Wrestling in Milwaukee, and she main evented with Tessa Blanchard, and it was killer. She is a wrestler, and the crowd loves her. Um, she's adorable at the rally. She's just amazing. Uh, we have Nyla Rose which is a huge announcement. She's the first trans uh, wrestler in a, in a major promotion now to be signed. Um, those two are the official signings. Then there's two more that we're not really sure, uh, but they will be at least that double or nothing in May. And that's uh, Asia Kong. And then, I hope I don't ruin this. Yuka Sakazaki. Sakazaki, yep. Thank you. I'm sorry. No, I'm you got sorry. it. I'm, I'm confirming. Sakazaki. Good job. Good job, boss. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> at the rally, we had some sort of heat between Kylie and Nyla. So it's it seems to be that those two are probably going to be button heads. Um, Ky- Kylie is like BFFs in real life with Britt Baker. And so those two have been itching and fighting and begging to fight each other. Uh, in a singles match forever now. So, I mean, I, I, and give them what they want eventually, I think that'd be really cool. Um, but it looks like right now we have Kylie and Nyla. Nyla came out, said some words. Um, so that's, I'm excited for that. Um, for those who don't know anything about Nyla, she's been wrestling for about six years now. Uh, Warriors of Wrestling, uh, Kobe Pro, she's three times champ there, Sendai Girls. Uh, she's amazing. And reading up on her as much as I did prior to this, like, I'm really, I'm really excited for all the right reasons, for inclusion, for equality, um, for the fact that they're not even making it a big deal. Everybody else is. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of like, oh, we just, we signed another female. They didn't make it a big deal. Everybody else is. And that's exciting because that tells me, I mean, it speaks volumes about them as a company. Um, you know, Asia, Asia Khan, you don't have to really explain. She's, a legend. She's been wrestling as long as I've been born, literally. Um, Shikara, WWF, uh, former uh, Sendai Girls champ, All Japan Women's. I mean, we were told in the beginning that Brandy was having meetings with various Japanese programs, but we weren't sure who. And it's clear that they spent a lot of time overseas doing that. And I think their division is going to be bomb. Uh, Yuka herself Tokyo uh, Yoshi Pro, which is honestly one of my favorite um, Yoshi programs. They are amazing over there. What do you guys think about the signings slash question marks signings? Good. Go ahead, Tony. You, I know you, you would just want to talk about AEW. I know that's what you're. That's <laughs> yeah, all you want. This is, this I, is really I, your topic. <laughs> I so. You know, <laughs> I thought the signings they've made so so far are great because the one you know you can, there's some knocks that. AEW's first rally had which was oh look how white this is right mm-hmm. like look how not diverse at all this is and so 
what what really made me the absolute most excited about the rally was this particular section because there was so much diversity there with Kylie Ray, who you know, Kristen's already spoken um, all of the things you need to know about her. She's she's great and she's adorable and she worked well with the crowd. The crowd loves her. Um, but the three other women that were part of Double or Nothing, uh, it's it's so cool that they're so different, right? Like, um, you know, with Aja Kong, she's legendary, has been wrestling forever. So we have this great legendary wrestler that's that's not been in front of a mainstream audience before. Um, and, you know, we also have you know, Nylio Rose, with who is uh, you know, transgender. I, I think it's great. I, I think this is a good start. And like Kristen said, AEW isn't going around as another promotion would saying, we signed the first transgender. No, they just signed a wrestler. Mm-hmm. That's what's the coolest thing about this is it's a big deal to us as people that consume this entertainment that, you know, analyze this entertainment and try to get ourselves over with our own opinions about this type of entertainment. But to these guys doing it, they're just wrestlers. They're just this portion of the rally proved to me that when they said they're going to sign the best wrestlers in the world, regardless of what they are, they're going to sign the best wrestlers in the world, regardless of what they are. And that's great. Yeah, that's the main takeaway that I have, too, regarding uh, uh, Nyla Rose is how just, you know, we're not we're zero making a big deal out of it because, you know, there is a certain other promotion that would have loved to slap the words first and historical and ever before that before having her come out. Right. And I thought that was fantastic. It's like, look, we're focusing on wrestlers. They're going to talk about wrestlers and that's it. And then the. uh uh, and I mean, you know, of course, you know, this was, I mean, it's calculated. I mean, if there's one thing that everything related to AEW and going back to All In is, you know, they completely understand how to market themselves. So, of course, this is absolutely calculated. They they knew they'll, they'll be like, OK, we don't have to talk about it. People will figure it out by themselves and then and then they'll start talking about it. And then whoever has to be angry will get angry about it, but it won't be on our time. We just signed a wrestler kind of thing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, I mean, it's it's absolutely brilliant the way they handled it, not only on a purely human level, where it's like, it's no big deal. you know. Yeah, sure, you know, uh, trans wrestler, no big deal. But also on a marketing level, it's fantastic. I love Kylie Ray. Uh, I I know more about her because of um, because of Kristen and her coverage of her career. Uh, that's how I got to know her. Uh, she's basically like, uh, well, she, you know, she's like a Bailey. She's like another Bailey, really, mm-hmm. you know, uh, super, super affable and relatable. And, you know, it's like, you know, I know people like her, you know, kind of thing. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, and yeah, you know, I don't think that the, uh, that the Japanese women that they've announced for Double or Nothing are going to be. AEW signees because the language was very much like appearing at Double or Nothing. 
that's the mm-hmm. language they use. I don't I don't think they're going to be Chinese, uh, but I'm still not disappointed because that means that they have that they're committed to establishing very very strong talent exchange partnerships where they're going to get some fantastic talent overseas and that's just a win for all of us whether they're parts of the roster or not i mean are you kidding me you know how, uh, seeing aja kong wrestle come on yeah and i you know when i talked to brandy in an interview for diva dirt you know i asked specifically about talent sharing because it is something that like you know pro, pro wrestling eve does it stardom yeah. does it there are a lot of promotions that do share and uh you know i asked her that and she had basically said we don't want to close the door on anything or anyone because we want to be inclusive we want we want to bring in the best talent and sometimes that's what you have to do so you know they don't have blanket contracts everybody's contracts a little bit different and that's in an effort to to really make sure that they have the best talent and that they're not they're not like she said they're not shutting the doors on anybody and i think i think they're doing a really good job of it um I'm, you know, I know it's technically only two signings, but I was really excited that they did have so many women that they were announcing and uh, that they're, you know, they spent so much time on it because, the, you know, they spent a lot of time on the men's division in the first rally and I was getting a little nervous, but <laughs> our girl Brandy pulled through. So, I, you know, I'm really excited. Um, all or maybe two thirds of us are planning on being at that rally. So I'm really excited to see... Um, or I'm sorry, the event, sorry, Double or Nothing. And 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 hopefully we have some really good matches. Hopefully we have some more announcements before then. Because I just want I want every show to be all, all women's wrestling, frankly. But yeah. that's just me. There'll be, you know, there'll, there'll, there'll probably be a few more announcements coming down the pipe, of course. You know, I don't think they, I don't think they're gonna sit on this and it'll be exciting to see where they go, where they, where they keep pushing with the with the women. Kind of wondering how the you know, how the contract status with the with Lucha Underground is turning is, is going, how that's going to end up because uh, you know, they're sitting on some fantastic women there as well. I know what Kristen and I are both probably hoping. I, I imagine she feels the same ways. I hope that they get a working relationship with Impact AEW does because yeah. man, there are some women that deserve I mean, they are women on that roster that deserve to have fourteen thousand, fifteen thousand, whatever the number's gonna be plus however many thousands watch around the world. Um, Jordan Grace and Tessa Blanchard and the people they signed, of course, too. But uh, these women really deserve to, to get noticed and be seen because they're great. Um, yeah. They're great. And Impact has the history of working really well with other companies. They you know, do. they I mean, look at all their talent in WOW right now. I mean, they have Kira Hogan, Tessa Blanchard. I mean, they, they work really well with other companies. Um, Tessa Blanchard is on... And Taya is on the indie circuit quite a bit. So mm-hmm. they clearly are okay with the talent sharing. So, yeah, I mean, give me give me Kylie Ray and, and Tessa Blanchard again. <laughs> or Tessa versus Britt Baker. And I will watch that all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, so, just, you didn't bring up Rosemary and, and Allie and Jordan. Just, <laughs> okay, I like them all. All right. I'm not uh, – there's not one there that I don't like, Anthony. But, uh, you know, I'm just really, I'm a fangirl of Tessa Blanchard. She's turned me. <laughs> I, I, like, I like Tessa. I love um, Tessa. 
Who doesn't really though? It's like when I was watching WoW, I tweeted out, shh, Tessa Blanchard's on. Shut your mouth, everybody. Shut mm-hmm. up. Uh, we'll, we'll move on, though, um, just to keep the ball rolling. Uh, our third, quote-unquote, news story is more like a debate topic, and it is intergender wrestling because it has played such a forefront as of late, especially with the bigger promotions. Um, you guys seem to know a little bit more about Priscilla Kelly versus the entire world of male wrestlers, so I'm going to let you kind of take the rein on that. Warren, what Priscilla Kelly matches have you seen lately that you uh... think... Well, honestly, I've mostly seen the um, I've mostly seen the shocker matches recently. <laughs> you know the right. the, All right. the 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 tea bag, the uh, <laughs> the, oh um, the 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 uh, the the match at uh, bar wrestling with uh, Eli Everfly, where she where she spewed on him, but he vomited <laughs> legitimately. Um, oh. And 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 now it's been announced, like in March. And she's going to be fighting. Uh, she's going to be fighting uh, Joey Ryan for the, the, officially wrestling will die that day. It is the the death of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I think it's you know I like what she's been doing. I th- I don't. It's it's not something that that's blowing my mind. Like if we're if we're gonna sit around and assume that a guy can flip people with his penis, and then we're okay with him running around with a lollipop in his jock, and putting it into people's mouths, and, and and you know it's part of the the grand grotesque absurd world of wrestling that we live in. And I'm okay with Priscilla Ressa, Priscilla Kelly doing what she's doing as well. I mean, it's it's just it, it's a logical, uh, it, it it's a logical uh, um, denouement, I guess. It's it just makes sense that it goes down this way, and the fact that she's uh, that she's also uh, getting involved with guys that she's doing inter- intergender wrestling. Look, she she's essentially taking the she's essentially taking the Joey Ryan path does something absolutely shocking that exposes the business and does something that and does something that that we've never absolutely seen that we've never seen before and she's going with it and good for her good on her i i think it's so interesting that people are reacting so intensely to this like they're they're so confused and so concerned about what she's doing when she's applying a shock and awe tactic which is you know exactly what saved the wwf in the 90s like that's right. what they did was shocking mm-hmm. all this is not any more disgusting than you know the katie vick thing it's definitely not any more disgusting than that in my mind but uh, i don't have an issue with this i don't have an issue with what priscilla kelly's doing is it my cup of tea is it something i want to see no but i don't you care i mean consume wrestling how you want to <laughs> consume it what'd you say it called you a big baby Oh, I'm not. I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna look at him and be like, "Oh my god, that's so gross." Why would you do that? Like, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. That's. It doesn't matter to me. I just. Just don't pay attention to it. If you don't like it, don't go on the internet and talk about it because you're just. You're just giving her what she wants. Yeah, exactly. Which but- is to make a splash and to get signed somewhere and make a whole lot more money. Good for her. Marilyn Manson did it in music. Right, right, yeah. right, and I mean, and I mean, you're, you're talking about the, you know, the WWE doing shock and awe tactics, you know. I mean, it, it, not even the WWE. Let's go back to the '80s, where you had mm-hmm. friggin' Abdullah the Butcher, who would take pencils to people's foreheads, who would stab them with forks, right? right. And mm-hmm. we're like, and 
we're we're getting grossed out because a, a because a wrestler a, a women's wrestler pulled out a fake bloody tampon from her from her gear and stuffed it in someone's mouth but we're okay or we, or we remember fondly with like with with a certain amount of 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 nostalgia remember when Abby would pull out pencils and would carve people's heads up with them. <laughs> the, the blood, ooh, the hepatitis B flowed everywhere that night. You know, it's it's so weird how we'll remember these things so fondly, but and this is so completely phony and over the top. I mean, what Priscilla Kelly de- does, it's so over the top phony that we're offended by this. You know, to some respect, in some respect, you know, if you if you were to put Abdullah the Butcher uh, uh, and what he used to do versus even Katie Vick, I wouldn't even I, I'd still say, you know, what what Abby did was grosser because it was real, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, but we're not and talking I, about intergender wrestling right now, are we? <laughs> well, kind of. I mean, she she's doing it to men, which I think is important to note. Yes. Um. I I think it's also very funny because this sort of ties in with intergender wrestling, right? Like there's always a corner of the wrestling market, so to speak, that people are not going to like. I don't like everything I see in wrestling, but it's not, I mean, not everything is catered to every single person, every single fan. You know, there's always something that you're going to like versus you're going to like versus I'm going to like. Mm-hmm. That's why they have main rosters sort of this PG version of wrestling. And then they're going to have, yes, not on national television, this gross out version of wrestling. Who cares? You know, you didn't make it public until you went and searched for it. Um, It wasn't like it was on impact. It wasn't on WWE. It wasn't on a pay-per-view. It was an indie circuit instance. Priscilla Kelly was catering to an audience that goes to these type of shows the end um it's not her responsibility to cater to every single wrestling fan Mm -hmm. especially wrestling fans that had no idea that these shows even existed Mm -hmm. until they googled wrestling inc or whatever or fightful um sorry fightful uh definitely fightful Fightful fightful.com um you mean there's other websites yeah there's other people who do this Oh. Not for me. Smart to death only goes to Fightful.com. That's right. Definitely don't go anywhere else. I mean, Diva Dirt and Fightful. Yeah, that's it. Uh huh. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all. Yep. Uh, well, actually, Daily DDT too, because <laughs> I have stuff over there. Anyway, <laughs> right? I do. I always speak for Anthony. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I think it's really ridiculous. I think we have better things to focus on, but people seem to keep bringing it up, and it's just who cares? It's I- fake. And if he can't handle a little fake puke, that's on him. Yeah, right. I think it's important you brought up that you're not going to like everything or that you don't like everything. Because I told you guys, you know, I was talking to you all about the AEW show I went to on Friday. And there was an intergender wrestling match, which I, I like intergender wrestling. That wasn't what I didn't like. There's a dog collar match, and it just it just didn't hit home for me or for my wife when we were there. Can you tell but, us what a dog collar match is? It is. <laughs> It, okay, it is when Jimmy Jacobs and Jessica Havoc have dog collars, spike dog collars around their neck, and they are chained together, and uh, you know, in in the ring together with dog collars, chained together, 
it's it's not it's not my thing. There were a lot of people at that uh, venue. Let's call it a room. Because <laughs> it's an indie wrestling show. Clearly, if there was that match in it, um, but it, it, there were people that were into it. I wasn't into it. It had nothing to do with the intergender spot. Jessica Havoc is awesome, by the way. Yeah, yeah, she is, and she Absolutely. is terrifying. And man, did she make Jimmy Jacobs look like a tiny, tiny person? Because uh, she just kicked his ass. It was awesome. Uh, but like, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't if you don't like it. And like, I didn't like it. I could have I could have went outside. I could have gone to the bar. I could have you know I could have walked mm-hmm. out, looked at the merch table. But I didn't because one, I wanted to show respect to the wrestlers and watch them put on this this art form, right? Because it's in front of nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, I didn't I didn't have to watch that. And I knew I knew that match was on the card, but it didn't prevent me from going. I had opportunities to not watch it if I didn't want to. And you have opportunities when you watch on, on TV, especially if you don't attend these shows. You don't even have to know it it exists if you don't want to. It's real easy to ignore things now. <laughs> it's real easy. We ignore Anthony all the time. All the time. No one ever answer me. Was someone, talking sorry, was someone talking? <laughs> you say I'm always talking about my workouts. And what did you say, Warren? Yeah. Did you both get me at the same time? I think we did. <laughs> I think we both roasted you at once. Uh, um, and, and, it's, and it, it, yeah, that's a really good point. And it's the same, you know, the same applies to, to inter, intergender, intergender wrestling as well. Like, you know, I can get that this will not be uh, that it will not be someone's cup of tea because holy smokes, how shocking could it be that, you know, a man and a woman would actually be in a competitive fight blows my mind. But anyway, I can I can still I can still understand how some people might have problems processing that. And especially if you're watching it on television, you can turn off the TV, you can switch the channel, you can do whatever you want if you don't like it. Right. And I think, I mean, it's good if you quote unquote experiment with new types of wrestling because then you know what you like. And it's like watching movies or listening to music. I am not going to watch certain movies and I'm not going to listen to certain music because I don't like it. But then I just avoid it. And it's it's the same thing with wrestling. It's a form of entertainment. It's like sports. I happen to not give a flying F about certain teams and or LeBron James at all times. <laughs> so I'm going to avoid all of LeBron James and his giant forehead. I'm just going to avoid him. And then I don't ever have to deal with him I'm until so Anthony brings him up. So um, <laughs> Kelly, today, uh, well, some backstory. Dean versus Nia Jax was announced for uh, a Jonesboro, Arkansas show, a live event. Um, there were some leaked ads that were going on. Today, it was confirmed that it's not actually happening. Uh, John Pollock from Post Wrestling had said, not not happening. It's an, it's an old ad. What? And then uh, WWE then came back and confirmed that it was an incorrect ad. So there is no Dean versus Nia Jax. First off, what do you mean old? Like, <laughs> was this planned? And then they decided, I mean, that's that that means that it was planned at some point, And then now it's an old ad. So my question is, like, why was it canceled? I'm so what do you I mean, what do you think? Anthony? I'm confused as to why they would cancel this match, because in my mind, if you're going to do a one on one intergender wrestling match, one, it has to be Nia. We've already established that. But why wouldn't right. you just use the wrestler that's not resigning in a couple months anyway? Right? Like if he's truly not yes. coming back, if this creates heat, let Dean take all of the heat and then leave because it right. leaves with him. Like if if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And now 
it's not like you're putting Seth Rollins in this match where you ain't ever getting rid of him. So I, I don't understand it. I think Dean would be great in this feud. He already had a little mic uh, spot with Nia the other day, which was enjoyable. Um, and in my mind, actually kind of put her over a little bit in a, you know, not, maybe not intentionally, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why this wouldn't take place. It should. It, it needs to and should happen at WrestleMania, I think. I think Dean is, you know, he's, it's sort of been torn lately about the, you know, feelings for Dean. Like there's been this wave of Dean haters mm-hmm. and I've never actually hated him, but, you know, I, I love Dean. I think this is, I think it would have been a really good build for them, even though he's leaving. I think it would have been a really cool way to incorporate this in because he's hilarious and he carries people promo wise. Yep. I mean, you don't, you don't have to say anything. He just will say everything. That that little moment, the moment of bliss where Nia Jax and Tamina come out and Dean's there and you see threes being mute and, and they're all like just playing off each other. I mean, it was fantastic. And a lot of that is due, I mean, to Alexa Bliss, let's be honest, but also Dean. <laughs> and because Alexa Bliss is my favorite. But, you know, I, I think this would have been a really cool intro. And, you know, they had... Two weeks ago, they had Dean and Dean came out talking shit to Seth and then um, Naya and Tamina come out and basically, you know, uh, stare down Dean. And then and then is was it Dean that was like, are, are you in love with me or or was it Naya that said that he had a crush on her? I can't remember. Do you guys remember? Uh, Dean said Naya had a crush on, on him. Yeah, he was yeah. like, hey, I know you have a little crush on me. I I thought that was I thought that was awesome and it yeah. like Dean doing that like I know you could you could probably argue that like that was stupid or whatever that was just man being chauvinistic that's why it would have worked because then you could have seen Nia kick his ass and it would have been right. awesome like she could have actually been she could have bullied him but not been portrayed as the bully it would have been fantastic and Dean's done weirder things and most importantly Dean's a safe worker. So there's yeah. such low risk there. It's going to get over. People like Dean, if you turn him quasi-face or back in that tweener role, he's going to get anything he's in over. The match might fall flat. That's kind of the MO with him but and with Naya. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very disappointed if it doesn't happen. I'm not convinced that they're not just saving face because they want it to be a surprise. But yeah. I, I would be disappointed if that match does not take place. I find it strange that that uh, that they're backtracking on it um mm-hmm. because house shows are the best place to try stuff out like and, and mm-hmm. i do think that i do think it's a smart strategy if they do want to put this on a um on a larger stage uh, on on television or on a pay-per-view event on the uh award-winning wwe network then what you want to do is have it do the rounds a bit on you know on live on the live circuit gauge the audience reaction see test out a few spots this works well this doesn't you know and then you make a hodgepodge of all the best uh, moments that you did uh, that you got uh, during the live events and you put that on on wrestlemania i'm a little worried actually because you know i like how wwe backtracked and like oh this was an old ad you know it was broadcast it was put out there. Mm-hmm. WWE does not have a habit of just tossing stuff out there accidentally and go, whoops, 
whoopsie we made we we made a boo-boo here this wasn't supposed to <laughs> this wasn't supposed to be broadcast no no they had this plan i'm kind of fearful that someone has cold feet or got mm-hmm. cold feet it was like maybe we shouldn't be doing this and it's stupid that if if that's the reason why uh it'll be really interesting to see what they do on monday if dean and naya have any form of interaction because uh because if they do then there's still a possibility for this match to happen and that's fantastic but if they don't then that means they are pulling the intergender thing away from us again (laughs) yeah it's i don't understand the thought process behind it the only thing i can think of is maybe they're saving it you know maybe they maybe it got a really good reaction and they thought we should not do this at a house show but do it live and you know on usa or wherever um that's my only thought and i i hope they don't just drop it all together because Man, it would be really cool to see. I I really, I trust both of them work-wise in this situation. I don't think they'd give uh, Naya too much that she can't handle because it's going to look really bad. You know, they don't want intergender wrestling to come off as as men beating up women. No. Especially on a PG show. So I'm excited. I hope I hope that they continue with it. Um, I like, I mean, there's, there's always this cycle of intergender wrestling there's a cycle of when it just starts to pop up again it'll go away for a while and it shows up again and it goes away for a while and it shows and i like that it's back in the spotlight um i personally for diva dirt have an upcoming uh, interview piece where i've talked to uh, women who have fought in intergender uh, matches i mean that's everyone from kylie ray taya valkyrie Charlie Evans, uh, Session Moth Martina, I mean, Lou Fisto, just a ton of, ton of women to get their thought on it. And, and what would they say to fans who don't agree that it's something that's good? Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to share that. I think this is going to be a new story and debate topic that keeps popping up. Um, you know, I, I think it's every, every, probably every episode, there's going to be something re- involved in it because it is, it seems, especially now that WWE is pushing it a little bit, it's, it's starting to get back some steam. Um, let's end a little bit talking about Elimination Chamber. That's coming up next weekend. Yes. Uh, the only women's matches we have right now, well, the, the most important one, which is our tag team title Elimination Chamber match, our uh, six teams for the tag team titles are Nia and Tamina, uh, the Riot Squad minus Ruby, so uh, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, the Iconics, Boston Hug Connection, and then the randomly thrown together Naomi and Carmella. Uh, what are you guys' the predictions? Who's coming out of here with the very first tag team titles? Anthony? Uh, I would go with, I, I would think that the Boston Hug Connection is walking out with it, right? Yeah. I, that's yeah. what they've been booking for so long. I think they need to, need to. I've seen some negative thoughts about all of these teams being involved. And, and is it is it inside of the elimination chamber? Is that is that correct? Yep, it's an elimination okay. yeah, chamber match. Yeah. Both, so, uh, according to the website, both members of the team are going to be in the pod. Love that. Yeah. I, I really <laughs> love that they're doing this because it's it's twofold, right? Like I I think that it's great. Yes, I, yes, I have Boston Hug winning, but. 
I think they're going to put the whole tag team on display. The whole tag team division is going to be on display, which is great. We have six teams. Um, that's nice. It's a nice introduction and at a pay-per-view and a big match and a unique gimmick match. And we get to see women in an elimination chamber again. So we know that last year when they did that, it wasn't a one-time thing. So we keep seeing WWE you know, continue to push the bar with what they will do with their women's division as far as gimmick matches and, and weapons and stuff like that. So uh, I, I am a big fan of them doing it this way. I don't know how you guys feel, but um, big fan, Boston hug all the way. That's that's who I'm rooting for anyway. I, oh, Warren? Yeah. <laughs> there, is no, there is no outcome that will be acceptable other than Sasha and Bailey winning because... <laughs> Boston this, Hug, please use the right name. Sasha and Bailey, because <laughs> because yeah. if they don't win, then they have effectively nullified both of these ladies' 2018. Because you know that throughout all of 2018, all they've been angling was to... It was like, oh, well, we're going to start making them into a team because we have the tag team titles on the way and we need a good tag team. We're going to use these two ladies. And they've been so creatively all over the place, criminally underused because they were the cat. They were supposed to be the catalyst to these titles. They have to win. Now, WWE logic would put you in a position where it's like, well, we're going to give it to Tamina and Nia because, you know, that you want them to be. You want them to be uh, to be chased, right? And it makes sense. But it doesn't make sense in this context. It has to be Sasha and Bailey because they didn't use them because they didn't they for some reason they waited months and months and months before pulling the trigger on the goddamn titles. So it has to be that. If there's any other outcome, it is the wrong outcome. I love how heated you get over this kind of stuff. Yeah, he, he he slurred through a word too. I can't remember what it was, but I thought I was back on Smart to Death with Kyle with you having to <laughs> saying a couple words. Like, you, oh wait, no, it's just a Canadian. Oh, oh, oh my god. Oh, Warren, are you drunk? Are you right? Am I drunk? No, no, I'm not drunk. No, that's fine. I'm not from Texas. I'm not drunk. Hey, hey, oh. hey, hey, hey! You enjoy All your right. mason. You enjoy your mason jar water, buddy. <laughs> it, it's so wow. tasty. It adds to the flavor. <laughs> oh anywho uh yeah i mean i, I think they're gonna go boston hug connection because it does seem like the only thing they could do it's, there's really. no other I mean, right answer there's no other right answer no, there is no other there, answer there isn't i think um manny and sonia have something else going on right now they have other storylines oh, okay <laughs> other storylines to round out uh the Riot Squad, as much as I would love to see more of Liv and Sarah together, I think right now they're going to just play it back up to Ruby. Um, Nia and Tamina, they got all kinds of pokers in the fires. I mean, they don't really need the help of the tag team titles. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Iconics, man, I kind of would, I wouldn't mind if they got it because mm-hmm. I feel really bad for them. They're just unsquashed matches. They're like our, you know, our comedy relief um, they're, but they're really good and they have a history. And I, I think that the chemistry together would make for a really good tag team, uh, yeah. like champions, yeah. you know? So I, I think, and, and I really and, hope 
in any other context, I would agree with you, but there is no other answer. I do think that if the if there's going to be another team that wins, it it would be the Iconics to give yeah. them that heat. Mm-hmm. And I I yeah, there is there are two answers. Thank you, Kristen. There are two answers. It is either the Boston Hug <laughs> connection, or it is contrary to Warren's belief that only one pair of women are good enough to win the tag team. It, no, hang on. Oh, Wait a uh, second. The Iconics, oh. could, the Iconics could be there to get the massive amount of heat because they could handle the massive amount of heat. Now, there hang on a second. There are plenty of, there are, there is nothing but fantastic women in that match that can win. That can win. No, no, I'm not backtracking. I'm, I'm clarifying because apparently, apparently, the further south you go, <laughs> you wow. more difficulty hearing. It's probably the altitude, right? I'm talking from all the way up here in my mountain range in my log cabin. <laughs> on, on the mountain. Exactly. With my moose. His name is George. Now, the <laughs> there are so many great women here, but the, if you do not give it to Sa- Sasha and Bailey, are two of the divisions, the entire WWE's women's roster, two of their best, top, tip-top stars. They did, oh man, I, I'm trying not to curse too much. They did nothing with them last year <laughs> in preparation for this for this title. For these titles we thought they were going to feud but no they were sent to therapy so they could be a team so they could be the champs god damn it <laughs> you waste wwe wasted sat on sasha banks and bailey throughout 2018 yeah it was bad it they was cannot really bad. not win oh my god <laughs> so just for the record sean has said that we can swear I know. I just, oh, I just didn't, I just didn't want to get carried away. <laughs> and now yeah. that we tell Anthony that, but that's okay because Anthony whoa, whoa. swears like a sailor, and I'm okay with him not knowing that until the very end. Of <laughs> I would have watched my mouth, regardless. <sighs> right. Maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. I would have tried no. to. No, you would not. Uh, yeah, I, I think Boss Hug and, and Connection come out with this only because they have to do something. And, and I miss Bailey. I miss Bailey. Yeah, I, I miss old Bailey. I miss NXT. Like, my ponytail can't even stay in anymore because I'm just wrestling my heart out. Bailey. That's, um, we all miss her. And we, we saw bits yeah. of her. We saw bits of her last week against uh, against Ronda. You know, yeah. we, of and course, we're getting... we miss her. That was the best. That was the best she's looked in. Uh, probably a year really like there was man bailey came up to the main roster and had so much promise with all of us that love her and she was a badass wrestler in gosh she was such a good wrestler in nxt and i feel like they've done so little with her that she just i don't know man it feels like her matches aren't the same she doesn't wrestle the same anymore i i miss bailey i miss bailey and sasha being treated like serious wrestlers yeah i they do have to win. They that is the yeah. that is absolutely the best outcome is them winning yeah. because they deserve something, something right. else. They have to win, and and you know we've gotten a little bit of old Sasha back. Yeah, and everyone's yes. throwing up. Yep, everyone's throwing up the fours. Mm-hmm. You know, I I got a little glimpse of uh, somebody had like replayed when Becky was coming up and threw Bailey the four. Mm-hmm. Bailey threw the four back at her. I mean, the fours are being thrown everywhere. So let's just give them the spotlights. 
I love it. I'm start throwing fours at people randomly in my real life, and they're like, <laughs> fours are wild. Fours are running. Like, wild. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> um, okay, we'll wrap this up. Uh, I think we've gotten enough of Warren's rants. Oh my god. Spit that poor Mike. It's probably just wet with a spit. Poor, poor Warren's mic. Uh, <laughs> it's on a warranty. It's fine. <laughs> uh, you know, let's go ahead and start with Warren. So oh, no. that we can we can plan this out properly. Uh, Warren, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Uh, YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes if you want to see how uh, how soaked my microphone gets uh, over the course <laughs> of a Raw or SmackDown recap. Um, and uh, this week I'm also going to be, uh, if you're watching this uh, on the day of release on uh, on this this Thursday, I'm going to have a prediction predictions show for Elimination Chamber. And I'm having, I'm having Kelsey of uh, Super Kicking It with Kelsey. Uh, who's going to be joining me. So that'll be exciting. And otherwise, I'm on FightfulSlag.com with my NXT 205 Live uh, NXT UK recap show and a bunch of other stuff uh, over on Fightful as well. And you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Anthony, where are you, buddy? Uh, you know, I'm real confused right now as a person because Warren did not plug for 15 minutes. So I'm, I'm like I was preparing myself. Uh, no, you guys can follow <laughs> Smart to death at smart to death. Um, and uh, we go live on twitch.tv slash smart to death every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central. Uh, but our podcast can be heard everywhere. Uh, there is lots of swearing, lots of laughs. Uh, basically, our whole thing is that we run down news and uh, we catch you up with everything that's happened. We give our opinions on it. I bully Kyle just like I bullied Warren at the end of this episode. So, uh, yeah, if you like that, smart to death is uh, the podcast for you. And I can honestly say that Bully Anthony is the best. Anthony. Yeah, I'm a great heel on that on that for sure. <laughs> he's been Mickey James to my Lexa Bliss. Uh, as far so as the, me, so he's the jobber basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm putting everybody <laughs> over. The legend, the legend. Okay. Uh, as far as me, you can find me everywhere. Please, 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 please come to Diva Dirt for all your women's wrestling news. Uh, I'll plug Fightful Select. I'm not on it, Sean. But, you know, maybe one day he'll like me enough to put my stuff on Fightful Select, go to Patreon, it's $5 a month, and get all of Warren's rants, bumper stickers, t-shirts, all kinds of stuff, Q&As, retro reviews, uh, all the scoops. He's got a lot of them. Steals them all from me. Uh, <laughs> look on my YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel now, guys. Oh, uh, Kristen Ashley for Honest Reactions, where I react to women's wrestling matches live as they happen. Uh, I have, right now, I have Ring of Honor up there, and I also have a, a old match from 2016 with Boston Hub Connection. Uh, just follow me on Twitter, at Kristen Ashley, for upcoming exclusives, future episodes of this podcast. Uh, next week, I have, or next, sorry, next episode, I have two women. Warren won't be here. So you can safely come without rants. It'll be amazing. I know I have Laura uh, Morrow. She was on the last episode. And then Sierra Reed. I'm so excited. She's got some really great uh, intakes. So we're going to have all women next time. It's going to be amazing. As far as topics, we don't think that far ahead. So thank you so <laughs> much for listening. I know when you probably saw these two guys' names, you're like, oh, all right. Enough but thank them. you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I, I see them everywhere. Uh, thank you for uh, adding to their overexposure. Thank you for coming listening to me. I don't have the best takes. 
but I appreciate everybody stopping by. Until next time. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.